Hello and welcome to the Grower Radio Network. I'm Matt McClellan with the GIE Media Horticulture Group. I'm here with Dr. Alan Armitage, who just gave a keynote address on the uh, challenges of that public and private trial gardens are facing and the importance of being honest and the importance of trial gardens in general. Alan, thanks for being here. Thanks, Matt. Good fun. So, in your keynote, you talked a little bit about the differences between public trial gardens and private trial gardens. What are some of the challenges that each face, and what's the best way for them to coexist going forward? Well, the challenges that all trial gardens face is who's paying attention. A private trial garden that is trialing in order to see what is best for them to sell or brings in trials from other companies to see what they can make money on is becoming more and more important. We have many private companies that are essentially trialing because they work with the large box stores and the box stores come in and see what they've got looks good and it's heck it gets customers in and it, it, it sells plants. For the public or excuse me, for the private trialers, I think the challenges are how do you work in your budget? Uh, you know, you've got so many things, how do you keep one breeder looking at another breeder's product, etc. So those are certainly some of the challenges of the private. The public I think is is far under far more pressure. Uh, public meaning university trials mainly. And there are certainly botanical gardens, but they seem to have their own budget. And the issue is funding, uh, as always in a university. Right. Uh, and who's going to do it? Uh, I mentioned that a trial garden is no place for a young professor, because a young professor, in order to get tenure promotion, you know, he must raised lots of money and he must publish academic papers and both of those are difficult to do if you are doing a trial garden. doesn't mean they can't do it on the side but it's difficult. The funding issue where most of the funding for academic trial gardens comes from the breeder is all well and good but the more public gardens that get into this thing the more excuse me the more private gardens the more the Metrolinas and the Youngs and the Van Wingerdens and all of these essentially private people getting in, the breeders are also saying, where am I going to put my money? And right. where am I going to put my time? And sometimes for the academic side, it's more, much more difficult. Okay. Now, you talked a little bit about how for some consumers, new is important, but for a lot of consumers, it isn't. Uh, how does a trial garden sort of square that demand keep up with all the latest new plants? Well, a trial garden that is open to the public. Uh, that's, that's, that's not as difficult to do as it sounds, but the fact is that most consumers don't have a clue what's new. Now, it doesn't mean they don't ask what's new, but they see something that looks beautiful and it could be five years old and it's new to them. Right. So it's just fine. From the trialing point of view that's why we have standards and we have comparisons and we have the old plants in there as well as the new so that a we can certainly see if the new is any good and b that we can also show that there is some value in some of these older plants so so yeah i I think the the balance of both is, is is quite important okay Speaking of standards, is that something that you think should be uniform across the board in, in, in order to have a more uh, apples-to-apples trialing experience? Mm-hmm. You know, 
and I can I can really only Matt talk about the public trials and what we as a public trial at a university or botanical gardens and certainly the private ones are more than welcome is we have to make our data transparent we have to make it so that you can get on one site and see what this I don't care if it's a geranium or a a stillbe or whatever looks like in Georgia or Wisconsin or California because you meaning a person who's interested in knowing where these things are best then can tailor your own sales you can tailor your sales people say these are the best ones let's go for a garden center who's living in Pointo Pick should be able to get on this one site and say oh look these are looking really good for me and that's what they should be concentrating on because even though the consumer has no idea the consumer is going into a garden center because they trust the garden center I mean, they can go to Lowe's and Home Depot every day, and that's fine. I have no problem with those guys. But if you're going to a garden center and the garden centers are going to survive, they have to have plants that people can trust, and that's right. how you find them. Right. That sounds like what's going on with the National Plant Trial Database. Uh, how can how can trial sites and breeders get involved with that, and what should they do to do that? The National, Trent, the National Plant <laughs> Trial uh, Database started three years ago. And it's, it's really easy for a breeder or a trial garden. Uh, to, and those are the two main people. And it could be a public trial garden or it could be a private trial garden. No matter. Those are the two main groups. And it's, getting, it's, it's doing well, but it's not doing great. You know, we've got 12 breeders. We've got 37 trial gardens. <clears throat> and there's a lot more breeders than that. And there's more trial gardens than that. And it's like three steps forward and two steps back. So it is, to me, probably the most important way in which trial gardens are going to make a difference. Uh, I don't mean to say they don't make a difference today for people who are wanting to visit or go to their own little website, wherever it might be, but let's get this thing so that all of us are using the same standards. And the national uh, database does put out standards, how many times you have to take data, how many plants you have to put in the trial, when you have to start them, uh, you know, things of that nature. And now it's up to the breeders to get the material to the trial gardens on time, and it's up to the trial gardens to get the stuff back to the breeders on time. And so that's what we're working on. But I'm, I'm a, I think this is an important uh, concept. Absolutely. And that's something you can find online at the uh, nationalplanttrialsdatabase.org. Yes. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Armitage. My pleasure, Matt, as and always. Enjoy the, uh, the rest <laughs> of the International Trials Conference. And thanks again for listening to the Grow Radio Network.